Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Minister Russell Williams comes with a power-packed message entitled, Keep the Fire Burning. Get your pen and your pad ready, and let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. Hallelujah. So we're just going to start out. I'm going to read my foundation of scriptures, and then we'll carry on from there. Uh, foundation scriptures, scripture is coming from Acts the 28th chapter. We're going to be reading the 2nd through the 10th verse, and then Leviticus, the 6th chapter, uh, and the 12th verse. And it reads, Acts the 28th chapter, And the natives showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened to his hand. So when the natives saw the, the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he had escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow him to live. But he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. However, they were expecting that he would swell up and swell up or, swall, or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. I'm going to skip to verse 8, and it says, And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. Paul went into him and prayed, and he laid his hand on him and healed him. So when this was done, the rest of those on the island who had disease also came and were healed. Leviticus 6 chapter, the 12th verse, New Living Translation says this. It says, Meanwhile, the fire on the altar must be kept burning. It must never go out. Each morning, the priests will add fresh wood to the fire and arrange the burnt offering on it. He would then burn the fat of the peace offering on it. Remember, the fire must be kept burning on the altar at all times. It must never go out. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Listen, for the last two weeks, pastor been talking about, uh, been teaching us on on. Be strong in the, in the grace of God, all right? Being strong in the grace of God. And through that, we understood that uh, when we are in the grace of God, that grace gives us faith, uh, absolute confidence. To our, it adds af absolute confidence to our faith because you know who you are in him and the authority that you have in him. You know that what he made you, and you also know that what he provided for you. So when you understand grace, you have that confidence in every area of life. Let me say you should have that confidence in every area of life because you know what has already been done for you. Amen? And I love, he came from, Pastor came from 2 Timothy, the second chapter, uh, 1 through 4. And I'm, in the Pastor translation, it says this. Say Paul encouraged Timothy to live life empowered by God's free-flowing grace. And that grace was his true strength. That grace was his true strength. And that grace was backed up by the anointing of God and then our relationship with God. 
So when we are, are, are united with God, it's a grace that comes on us to overcome. Amen? My text for the day is keep your fire burning. Keep your fire burning. And if after that song, I think it should have been grace to overcome. We got grace to overcome. Amen? I love it. In the third chapter, Paul made it very clear. He said that by us living life by grace, we should overcome every form of evil. As a victorious soldier with Jesus Christ, the anointed one, we should be victorious in every area of our life. And it is here in verse 4. This is where I want to start off at and then go into the rest of in verse 4. Paul made an awesome statement. So in, in verse 4, Paul says this here. He says, when you become a victor, to become a victorious soldier of Christ, we have to divorce ourselves from the distraction of the world. We have to divorce ourselves. See, before we got saved, we was married to the world. You was married to the world. You were doing everything that the world uh, told you to do. Everything, you trusted the world for everything. And Paul said, we have to divorce ourselves from the world. And that's, and as Pastor said, those, those distractions in our lives. We have to do that. Pastor said, he also said, when we find ourselves on fire for the things of God, and then suddenly we're not on fire, it's a distraction. Something has came in and caught your attention. Amen. And when we become distracted, we begin to lose that fire. We begin to lose the fire that God placed there. He placed that fire in us for a purpose. We begin to lose that fire. And I'm telling you, we have to keep this fire burning. God places fire in you for a job, for a purpose. All right? I'm going to show you in Leviticus 9 chapter, this is what the scripture said. The, uh, the children of Israel had built the temple. And then when they went in and sacrificed, made a sacrifice in the temple, it says in, uh, in Leviticus 9 chapter 22nd verse, in the New King James Version, it says, Then Aaron lifted his hands toward the people, blessed them, and came down from, the, from offering the sin offering, the burnt offering, and the peace offering. And Moses and Aaron went into the temple for the meeting and came out and blessed the people. Then the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people, and fire came out from before the Lord. God had to start the fire. Same thing in our lives. God has to start the fire. Once God starts the fire, it's up to you to keep the fire burning. We have to keep the fire burning. In the New Testament, uh, John the Baptist said, Indeed, I baptize you with water upon repentance. This is Matthew, the third chapter, 11 verse. He said, But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Yeah. Jesus has done it. He started the fire. We have to keep the fire moving. The only way the enemy, the only way the enemy can stop you is going to deal with your flesh. It's got to be from the flesh, your mind, your will, and your emotion. That's the only way the, in, the enemy can attack you. And he's going to attack you because he wants to destroy you. Scripture tells us he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And what that distraction does, that's how, that's how we get distracted, through our flesh. 
And what would have to happen, just like Paul, we, we're going to see it in a minute, when Paul was on, had, went on the ship, he had to deal with three things. He had to deal with a storm, he had to deal with the shipwreck, and he had to deal with the rain. And this is what the enemy is bringing to our lives. We have to deal with this. He's going to hit you hard. He's going to hit you with a storm. He's going to hope that it caused you to go shipwreck. And if you survive the shipwreck, he's going to bring continuous rain over you. And what happened to us when, when, when we're overwhelmed? Where we start? We start complaining. We complain all the time. God doesn't want us to come. The children of Israel didn't make it in because of complaining. So he's going to hit you. He's going to cause you to start complaining. Once you start complaining and you, you're done, he's got a foothold in on you. Point number one, your ability to overcome your flesh will determine how you live in this free-flowing grace of God. The Apostle Paul was on, like I said, he was, he was on his way to Rome. He was a prisoner on his way to Rome. And as he uh, was on the ship, the, the Lord spoke to him and told him, hey, you shouldn't get on this ship because there's a storm out there. He went to the captain of the ship and he told him, hey, uh, God just spoke to me. We shouldn't get on this ship. Captain of the ship was like, I know who, I'm the captain. I know what's going on. I understand this weather. Let's get on the ship and go. And they went out there, and a, and a, a big storm hit them. And it caused them to go shipwreck. So, listen, when you find yourself in the storm, when you find yourself shipwrecked, what Paul did, when they, when they made it to land, the first thing they did they built a fire. There was a fire burning, and the scripture says, Paul gathered up sticks and went to the fire. So that's what we have to do. Whenever a storm hits you in your life, whenever it seems like you shipwreck, you have to build a fire. The world's going to tell you, you know, you've been, you've been hit. You done lost your job. You, 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 uh, um, just all types of situations have, have hit you. You know, and the world's going to tell you, all right, get on your feet. Amen. Come on, you, your head, you've been, you've been soaking in this thing too long. It's time for you to get on your feet, all right? You lost your job, you lost your house, you lost your marriage, and it hit you hard. But see, God is not like that. God comes a different way. God wants us to build a fire. See, we get, we get caught out there building, building our lives together, getting our life back. Everybody tell us what we got to do to get our life back on track, and we get busy in the storm trying to fix everything. In the storm. But God wants you to start with the fire. We have to get to the altar before God. You build that fire and then God's going to, look, God is not against building, uh, building your life back together. He's not against it. He's not against you, you, you getting everything set up. The thing is, he don't want this to be your priority. See, once, you, once you're in the storm, building the ship can't be your priority. Getting your life straight. Even though you're going to get there, that can't be your priority. Your priority has to be the fire. It has to be the fire. 
Abraham, listen, the scripture said with Abraham, everywhere, it said everywhere that Abraham went, he built an altar. And it said he pitched his tent. He built the altar, but he pitched his tent. See, when you pitch a tent, that's letting you know you, that's just temporary. You're just going to be that temporary. You're not going to be that long when you pitch a tent. What God wants us to do is build an altar. Abraham, had a, Abraham was rich. Abraham was wealthy. Abraham had a lot of stuff. But Abraham understood where his priority was. His priority was to build the altar. But see us, we, we're different. We, 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 we go the other way around. We want to build our tent and we want to pitch an altar. We want to pitch an altar. See, when it comes to prayer, it's just temporary. When it comes to serving in the church, it's just temporary. We, we pitching, we pitching our altar. It's the wrong way to do it. God wants us to, to build the altar. You build an altar and you pitch your tent because that's just temporary. Everything in your life, when you're in the storm, it's temporary. If you focus on the fire, if you focus on getting the fire built, then all that other stuff going to go. You take care of the fire. Let God take care of the rain. Let God take care of the storm. He's going to do that. He's going to take care of that. You just focus on the fire. You got to get the fire burning in your life. Get that fire back in your life burning. You see, because... Building, when you're building your life and, and your career, you get busy building your life, building your career, building your ministry. But I want you to notice this here. See, like I said, God is not against that. He, he's not. But what he wants our priority to do is, is on the fire because, you see, when you, when you focus on building your ship, when you focus on building the ship, then the ship gets lost in the storm. You know? Ship get lost. The ship get lost in COVID. The ship get lost when the loved one dies. The ship get lost in the storm. Every situation, everything that comes our way. The enemy brings it and he brings it and hits you and he wants you to get shipwrecked. He wants you. And that's what we end up doing. Then we start complaining. We start talking to God. Then we come up with these excuses why I can't build my, my fire in the storm. I come up with excuses why I can't build my fire. Because I, it's a shipwreck. I've been shipwrecked. You see what happened to me? We come up with these excuses why we can't build a fire. It's raining. It's just going to put the fire out. It's raining. You can't focus on that stuff. You can't focus on the situations. You got to focus on the fire. And when you focus on the fire, as I said, God will take care of the rain. So let's see, what, what is the storm? The storm represents the storm, the storm. The storm represents the things that you ask God to deliver you from 
and he didn't. The storm represents the why. Why did God do this or that? Why didn't God calm the storm in my life? Where was God in all this? Why did he, he, he let this happen to me? See, that's the storm. The storm hit you. And, and you got to focus on the fire. I remember, I'm not telling you nothing I ain't been through. I was mad for 20 years, 20 years. My wife just showed them one day, said, I'm done, and left. It shipwrecked me, because I'm like, God, I'm before you. I'm serving you with all of my heart. I'm doing everything for you. How did you let this happen? I walked away for five years, didn't read my Bible for five years. Because I was shipwrecked. I'm telling you, when you get shipwrecked, you have to start building the fire. But see, because God, and, and it, was a, it, was, it ended up a blessing because it's amazing how God, God, even when you shipwreck, know that God is with you. Because I walked away for five years. I wasn't reading my Bible, but God was with me. So I went back, I called myself going back into the clubs. I'm in the clubs, I'm witnessing to people. I'm over, I'm over in Bahrain, I'm in another country, in Bahrain. See, the guys that I was working with, they told me, they said, hey, man, you don't drink? Because everybody wonder why I didn't, drink. I didn't drink. So they said, you be the, the, the designated driver. So I drive them to the club, no problem at all. We in there, I'm in here, because everybody, the women say, you don't drink? Why you don't drink? Hey, the Lord took that from me. Years ago, the Lord took that from me. You ought to try. God, and I'm still witnessing. So, so, so I call myself running, but I knew God, when I look back over, God carried me through it all. So you got to be focused on the fire. The shipwrecker, and it's amazing to me. This was amazing to me. Jesus told us, in this life, you will have trials and tribulations. He said, but be of good cheer. I have overcame that. He told us, in this life, you will have it. The trial coming, we brought, we shipwrecked. Oh, Lord, why you let We can't find what we're doing. But he told us. So since he told you, you know it's coming, just be prepared. Keep the fire burning. Just build the fire. Build the fire, because when the enemy does come, if that fire is built, I remember my spinal cord. I have a spinal cord issue. 2013, I was barely walking. Pain shooting up my back, like, whew, that stuff was crazy. It would take me 30 minutes to walk from here off the stage. That's how bad it was. Every time I put my foot down, pain just shot up in my back. But when they sent me to the, pine, the spinal cord specialist, the guy did an MRI, and he came out, he said, Mr. Williams, your spinal cord is smashed. First thing came out of my mouth, bless the Lord. Yeah. Why? Because I had got back into the Word, I had built the fire, so that stuff didn't surprise me. It didn't faze me at all. Bless the Lord. And he looked at me like, what, the, what did you do? Bless the Lord. Did you hear what I told you? Your spinal cord is smashed. 
And it was so bad that uh, my wife at the time, when we, when we were leaving out, I can hear the doctor telling her, talk to him. He don't understand. He's not taking this serious. <laughs> and I look back and I say, I'm taking this serious. I heard everything you said. <laughs> but God, but I know what God's going to do. I had, I had built that fire, so I was like, this stuff don't surprise me. Because God said it's going to happen. So, the shipwreck. What's the shipwreck? This represents when you lose your job, you lose your marriage, relationships, your position, titles, whatever. The entire world collapsed around you. This caused you to stop burning for God. And it happens to us all the time. You know, now we mad. We wondering why. And now we don't want to start the fire. And that's what happened to me. Don't want to start the fire because it happened before. What am I going to build a fire for? I'm going to build a fire? That don't do. I'm going to get shipwrecked again. What, what, why am I doing this? And that's our mindset. This is what the enemy does. And you know what's so, so, so cold about it? With the enemy, he's smooth. He come and put that in your mind, and then he leave. And then for years, you struggling with that thing in your mind. <laughs> you, you fighting this thing in your mind. Amen. know what? Oh, the enemy, the devil is doing this. The devil ain't nowhere in sight. The devil done started, he done went and jumped on somebody else. You just carrying this in your mind. But if you build a fire, if you focus on the fire, it won't phase you. It won't phase you at all. What is the rain? The rain represents your flesh. The rain is our flesh. Lord, do something with this flesh. <laughs> it represents lust. It represents those things you did. You, those things that you did, you, you're not proud of it. Yo, it represents those things that you're not proud of. The rain puts out the fire. Now I'm depressed. I'm feeling rejected. I'm angry, fearful, living life in guilt and shame. See, our human attempt is to Stop the storm. Oh, uh, what you going to do? How you going to do? You going to get through this here? Uh, I can't do that because once this rain stop, once this storm stop, once I get out of this mess, then, then I'm going to go on and get in. No, 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 no. Like I said, you worry about the fire. God's going to deal with the rest of the stuff. You deal with the fire. Let God deal with the rain. Let God stop the rain. You start the fire. Let God stop the rain. So Paul, this is what Paul did. Point number two. Someone will always kindle your fire, but it will only continue to burn through your bundles of sticks. Amen. See, we, we, like to run to, we like to run to a conference. We run to the conference, get hit, poof, come out that conference. Woo! Oh, that's a mighty word. Woo! And then we just phase out until the next conference. Uh, or, we, or, we come to, or we come to church on Sunday. Woo, that's a good word. Woo, that was good. That was good. And then Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we just burning out. Mm, different. 
You got to start. You got to bring your own stick. The scripture said in Acts 28, the second verse, it says, And the natives, the natives showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled the fire. See, the natives had started the fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was uh, falling and because we were cold. Th- 20, uh, number three, verse three says, But when Paul gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, see, Paul had to bring his own sticks. You have to bring your own stick. And there's three sticks that you need to bring. You need to bring a prayer life and put it on there. You need to bring the word of God. You need to bring a sacrifice. And when you put this, when you put it on, on the fire, hey, it's going to start kindling. It's going to start lighting you up. It's going to feel right before you. So you have to bring your own, your own sticks to the fire. And then it said, for they kindled their fire and made us all welcome. That's two. Okay, back to three. A viper. So, but when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened to his hand. Listen, when you come out, when you come to God, when you, when you set your mind to do this, to, to pray every day, when you set your mind to uh, bring a sacrifice, when you set your mind, another stick is fasting. So when you start praying, fasting, and sacrificing the Lord, listen, it ain't going to be smooth roses. The, a viper's going to come out. Because that heat on you going to get so hot, the enemy going to come from everywhere to try to stop it. So the vomit's going to come out, and it's going to fasten to you. To you. It's going to try to get you back. But it's like Paul, you, you can't worry about the vomit. When it comes, shake it off. Just shake it off. But you got to shake it off in the end of the, the, the fire. You, you got to shake it off in your fire. You, you see what we do. We want to come up to the pastor, and we want to shake it off in the pastor fire. Pastor, you, you in the morning, pray for me, pastor, and get this thing off of me. You know, we come to the ministers, and, and, and we run to other people, and we try to shake it off in their fire. No, you got to shake it off in your fire. God has given it to you to build it up, to he given you authority over them to speak to them. You shake them off in that fire, yeah. it don't worry, buddy. Don't look for it. No, no, don't, you ain't got to be looking for no, the enemy. <laughs> just know he's coming. You know, don't waste your time looking on, you know, just worrying where he's coming from. Don't even worry, buddy. But when he hit, don't even face it. Just shake them all. Shake them all back into the fire. Hallelujah. Point number three, when you're building a fire, God will not deliver you as much as he will empower you to have dominion. I'll say it again. When you're building your fire, God will not deliver you as much as he will empower you to have dominion. See, we like this. Lord, please take this, Lord. Lord, you see what I'm going through, Lord. Take it, Lord, take it. And God is like... I wish you just build your fire. If you just build your fire, you'll be able to deal with it yourself. 
And this is what we have to do. Build the fire. God has delivered them to you. When the enemy comes, don't be, don't be scared. Yeah, God ain't giving you the, the spirit of fear. You ain't got to be scared of it. Sickness and disease, migraines, speak to it. Tell it to go. It has to go now. In Jesus' name. Now don't be, don't get up there all bad and proud of, oh, Lord, I'm in, in the name. No, it's in his name. He has, the scriptures, the scripture says we read earlier, God, by his grace, he empowered us by his grace to do this. And so what we do, I mean, because I used to be the, I used to be the one, go out and pray for people and just think it's with me. Put my hand on me. Like, like something coming out of my arm. You know, I used to do that. Until I realized, what? And then once I got the, the knowledge, once I understood grace, what God has done. I went to, I went to school, uh, Caris Bible College, and the three things that they taught us, they taught us who you are in Christ, the authority you have in Christ, and healing. It's the three things that they taught. The whole two years I was in there. And so I've learned. I just go up there, because God, you got to do it. So I just pray. I tell people, don't look for no big prayer. I, I, just, I, just, I just say a word of prayer, and, and, and God do, do the work. We get out of the way. We get in the way of God. Just, just get out of the way. Just speak to it. Just speak to it. And, and it has to go. Because you're, you're doing it in Jesus' name. It's his name that they, they're afraid of. It's, it's his name that they got to bow down to. So I don't go in nothing for me. It ain't me at all. I just go, hey, look, I'm, I'm about to pray. But it's, you got to trust God. You got to trust God. I'm going to say, I'm going to pray with you, but you got to trust God. It was, it was a, a family that I went to. Uh, they, their son had, uh, 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 what was it? What was it? Holy Spirit. His, the son was having seizures. And I went there, and at first they were, you know, uh, they was trusting God, but they was timid about it. And they was, and so, when I went there, I just told them, listen, when you go and speak to your son, because when his son would feel it, he said his son would feel it, he know it's coming. And then he run to them. And then when they, when they come to him, they're nervous, because now they, I mean, that's my son. And, and this is about to happen. I know it's what, he's going to have this seizure. And, they, and so I said, listen, you got to be calm. Amen. You got to know who you are. You know, and then me, we, we, we went through scripture. I said, get the scriptures. I said, just when he come, you don't, you don't get frustrated. You don't get flustered. Just speak to it. And I said, then I told him, I said, when you speak to it, the authority that you use, your son's going to see that. Yes. And then that fear won't get on him. Amen. And so, and they did. I mean, they, they got in the word and, and. I think it was like two or three days later when I called him and asked him, he said, the son hadn't had no seizures because he, he had been having seizures like constant several times a day. And, and as they spoke, son hadn't had no seizures. And, and so that's the authority we have to walk in. God has given us that authority. Verse 13, okay, let's see. So when you're building, point three, when you're building your fire, God will not deliver you as much as he will empower you for dominion. 
in verse 28, 7 through 9. And this is the, the, the closer. This is what God does. It says, in that region, there was an estate of the leading citizen of the island, whose name was Publius, who received us and entertained us courteously for three days. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. Paul went into him and prayed, and he laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, the rest of those on the island who had disease also came and were healed. Listen, when you're going through, when you're in the storm, God still can use you. Stop focusing on what you're going through and, and don't come to me, child. I'm, I got so much going on in my life. You don't want to come. No, no, no. Paul was in the storm. The snake hit him. He shook it off into the fire. Paul continued his ministry. Paul, and, this, and Paul was in prison. You know, they had Paul handcuffed. But what Paul did, went to, to the man's house and, and healed his, his uh, his father. So you, it don't make a difference what you're in. It don't make a difference how you, what you're going through. It doesn't make a difference. Know who you are in Christ. Know who you are and speak to the situation. It doesn't make a difference. When the enemy comes in like the flood, the Spirit of God raises a standard. There's a standard that we walk in. And we speak to the enemy and he has to flee. He has to flee. So use your authority. God has given it to you. In conclusion, I keep picking these glasses up. I got got to get my eyes up. No No matter where you're at or what you're going through, you must get rid of excuses. Excuses of the flesh is the main reason most of us live a yo-yo life. Excuses of the flesh lead us to living a, uh, a crippling lifestyle, an inconsistent lifestyle. Our walk with God is in, we up and down. We up, one day we strong in the Lord, next day we, we crying, we shame. There's no secret or special personal, personality trait that someone has, and you don't have to keep the fire burning. See, it's nothing new. Just, it's no special anointing for a person who's walking in, in, in the things of God. Listen, Paul, flesh is just like you and my flesh. Pastor flesh, just like our flesh. Everybody has the same type of flesh, but everybody also has the Holy Spirit. So when you're standing and trusting God, the Holy Spirit will rise up within you. The question is, the question is not who you have. The question is who you consistently and consciously yield yourself to. Are you going to yield to your flesh or are you going to yield to the Holy Spirit? When we yield to the Holy Spirit, everlasting life. The authority we walk in. The flesh, one of, one, of the, one of the best things that happened to me when I realized 
See, God, we are spirit, soul, and body. We were created to be led by a spirit. But what happens is, because of our lifestyle and everything, we are being led by our soul. And the body is just following whoever's in charge. And so what God wants us to do is put our spirit in charge. We want to be, we got to be led by the spirit of God. And the best thing that ever, I remember when, I can remember the day when my flesh lined up behind my spirit. And it's amazing when your flesh does that, it's just, it's just, it's awesome how God does it. Because now when situation happens, your flesh, you just say one word to the flesh. Because before, you know, uh, something to come and you got to keep that, okay, flesh, you got to keep fighting the flesh, telling the flesh, get that, sit, sit down, sit down, flesh. You get up, get out of the way, get out of the way. And the flesh is always battering you. No matter what you do. But when, when you get that flesh in line through prayer and fasting and that flesh line up, then when something happens, you just speak to the flesh one time and then sit down. It obeys. It obeys. And you got to, I heard somebody say training. You have to train your flesh that way. You have to. You have to train. Just tell it. I used to, so I say, okay, uh, um, I'm getting the word of God, and then um, I'm not going to watch the television today. And then I get there, and the next thing you know, I'm watching TV. I want to watch six, seven miles of TV. Then I'm tired when I'm getting ready to go to bed. So I told my flesh, I said, okay, that's, what, that's how you want to act? <laughs> three days. We're going three days. We ain't going to touch this TV. <laughs> so after them three days, Next time I say, I'm not going to watch the TV, flesh like, okay. <laughs> it's not going to bump because you don't want to get those three days. <laughs> and, you, and that's whatever of your life. If you speak to your flesh, tell your flesh to read the word. Yes. Yes. Amen. And I, I, I knew I said I wasn't going to do that and done it anyway. Okay, flesh. All right, all right. We're going to spend some time in the Word. We're going to all week long. We ain't going to do that. I ain't eating that no more. I'm going to just stay in this Word. Flesh be. I want it. I want it. I want them cookies. Give me them cookies. I need a cookie. Nope, nope. I told you I didn't want to eat that minute. Y'all ate a whole bag of cookies. I told you I wasn't going to eat that minute, and you done did it. But after that week, when I don't touch them, the next time I tell my flesh, now I'm not going to eat that minute. I'm not going to eat all the cookies today. Flesh line up, okay. That's how it works. You control, you control the flesh. You, con- you have authority over this flesh. But you got to keep that fire burning. You have to keep the fire burning, amen? Hallelujah, glory be to God. Glory, glory, glory to God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Father, we just honor you. Father, we thank you for all that you continue to do. Father, you have given us authority, Father. You have blessed us, Father God, with your grace, Father, to be overcome. We are to overcome everything in our lives, God. Yes, Father, I remember back in the Old Testament, Father, when, the, when the, your, your word says that we should bring, have our life to be a living sacrifice. In the Old Testament, Father, they, they used to bring a sacrifice. They'd throw that meat up on the altar. 
and as, it, as the fat melts over, it falls to the ground. And then the priest had to come with a hook and hook it and throw it back on the, on the fire. But God, you have made us a living sacrifice. Father, I thank you, Father, that as we set our heart, God, to just stand at the altar, to bring everything at the altar, as we come to you in prayer, as we come to you, Father God, by fasting, as we make this living sacrifice before you, Father, I thank you that as that fire burns, Father, everything that is hindering us from walking according to your will has to fall off, God. And we rejoice, Father God, for the mighty men and women that will come through this, Father. Father, you get all the glory, you get all the honor in, your, in all the praises for what the word that you have given today. Let us walk in it boldly, Father, trusting and believing, God, that your word says it will not return unto you void, but it will conduct all that you set it out to do. In these blessings, Father, we ask in your son Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away, and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name. Praise God, we are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations, we are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or Text Get Connected to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.